You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and you're listening to a podcast that believes in dreams, that places trust in the magic of imagination, that is always the first star to the right, and where the light in the window is always on. Join as we discuss the views from Walt's apartment. Hey, everyone, this is Sean. And this is Amber. And we want to welcome you to Walt's Apartment, brought to you by the DizInsider.com and the Decast Podcast Network. Uh, we are a Disney podcast. It's covering all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, you name it. We're going to cover it on the show. Um, Amber, how are you doing tonight? I'm not doing too bad. Good, good, good. Um, um, yeah, I'm doing okay. We had um, we had our celebration of uh, life today for our friend Chris Brown. I was kind of not... It was, it was nice to see everyone that was involved with the podcast today for, for a little bit. We, we stayed apart from each other, obviously, but uh, it was nice to see everyone for the first time in about five months. So uh, under, I wish it was under better circumstances, but I thought it was really, really done, done really well. And it was nice to, you know, celebrate Chris a little bit. So um, what do you think about that today? Yeah, I agree. It was definitely, I think, something that Chris would have enjoyed himself. So that's exactly what you would, you oh, know, for want sure. for your own celebration of life, I think, you know, so... Had the karaoke, which Chris was a huge, huge part of. And I think all the different sex, you know, areas, sections of his life were represented. Pretty oh, well. absolutely. You saw it was a definitely different array of people. And it was nice to see people talking from his past. I think his his college uh, college roommate was there. I um, Me and David talked to his best friend who came up to us and said, hey, you guys are the guys from the podcast. And he just had a nice word to share with us about, about how much Chris enjoyed the podcast. And it was nice to see joy in the kids and the family. And it was nice. So bittersweet so week, for sure. <laughs> it was for sure. It was nice. to like I said, nice to see you. It was nice to see David. Um, Tim didn't make it. Um, Andy was there for a little bit. It was nice to see Andy. Like Andy said, when we talked, he says, weird, I haven't seen anyone in five months. And it's been, it's been crazy that this has been going on for five months for one thing, which is absolutely insane, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, this week on the show, we're going to do some Disney history. We're going to talk about a little bit of news from the DisneySider.com. Going to play a little game of uh, stay or go. One stays and one can go. And a uh, little bit of park news and just kind of keep it short and sweet. And just uh, give you guys a little bit of uh, insider stuff. So we will start off the week with some uh, This Week in Disney History brought to you by ThisDayInHistory.com. If you ever want to know what happened on the day that... Um, you know, whatever day it is, you can go to thisdayinhistory.com and they have every single day from people's birthdays to when attractions were built um, to you name it. We're going to go through a few things tonight. I will start us off and this day in Disney history on August 23rd, um, 2004, Marshalline, Missouri, which is the hometown of Walt Disney, honors the memorial, honors the memory of Walt Disney with, with, a, with a ceremony renamed the Marshalline Post Office as the Walt Disney Post Office Building. So oh, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. If yeah. you if you didn't know, uh Main Street USA is basically uh loosely based on Marceline, Missouri. That was kind of his uh his idea oh. for for uh down for not downtown Disney, but uh Main yeah, Street Main USA. Street. Cool. Go ahead and hit that next one for that. us. All right. So August twenty fifth, nineteen twenty three. 
it's almost 100 years ago now. Walt Disney, now residing in California, writes a letter to film distributor M.J. Winkler of New York City informing her that he is no longer, it's cutting off, connected with the Lapogram <laughs> Films in Kansas City, Missouri. Walt writes that I am establishing a studio in Los Angeles for the purpose of producing the new and novel series of cartoons I have previously written you about. The novel series will be called The Alice Comedies. Yes. Yes, when Walt came to, to, to California to start his studio after many years and deciding that he wants to do things on his own. Him and his brother Roy came out there and started it up. So on that day, also on uh, August 25th in 1958, Tim Burton, filmmaker, writer, and producer of such Disney films as James and Giant Peach. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, which everyone's seen. Oh, yeah. Um, Alice in Wonderland, which has mixed reviews. I thought it was okay. Uh, was born in Burbank, California, which is where Walt Disney Studios were um, and still are. As a youngster, he he won a Disney scholarship to attend the California Institute of the Arts and was later hired by the Walt Disney Company as an animator apprentice. While at Disney, he worked as an animator, storyboard artist, concept artist on such films as The Fox and the Hound, The Black Cauldron, terrible movie, and Tron. Um, <laughs> longing to work on solo projects, Burton made his, his first short, Vincent, a six-minute black and white, uh, black and white stop-motion film, which which uh, yeah, film while at Disney in 1982. And then it just goes on to say that he's famous for coming out, you know, uh, the animated film Frankenweenie, the mm-hmm. 3D film. And then yeah. he has also was the one that created probably one of the best movies, Disney movies, um, Nightmare Before Nightmare Before Christmas, which was all shot in stop motion too. Which do you understand how stop motion works? Yeah, and that uh, series on Disney Plus where they talk about the props. I don't remember yeah. the full name of the series. Has a whole episode on. Oh, it was, that's probably. I think that was the best episode they had on there. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, it was fascinating. It was so cool. How they, how they took and they had like hundreds and hundreds of different heads and different bodies and everything. So, yeah. What is that show yeah. called? Prop, Prop Culture? Is that it? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. If you haven't seen it on Disney Plus, then definitely check that out. And uh, I'll let yeah. this last one for you to talk about because I know you're a huge Star Wars person. <laughs> yeah. So on August 28th, 2019, so just around the corner yesteryear here. Uh, The dedication of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios takes place, and Bob Chapek, chairman of Disney Parks at the time, officially opens the new land. The 14-acre themed area would open to guests the next day on August 29, 2019, with one of its two headlining rides, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, in operation. And then, of course, we know the other ride, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, would open later which neither one of us have seen yet because yeah. of of COVID. Oh, thank you. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to be there in March. I was yeah. supposed to be there in July. And um, we'll talk about where you were supposed to be this week here in, in, a, in a little yeah. bit. So, uh, um, so that's what's happening with Disney News. I want to take a quick second. Um, we're really excited about this. Um, when I started this podcast, um, I reached out to some people and uh, to, for some interviews and uh, – actually had one of the people respond back to me and say, Hey, we want to like to partner with you. So getaway today, who is a pretty big sized, um, Disney travel agency. They also do trips to, they do trips to Disneyland, universal studios, SeaWorld, you name it, any kind of theme park, uh, San Diego, they do a lot of stuff down there. Um, great, great company. They have actually come up with an exclusive offer for Walt's apartment listeners, which I think is really, really cool. So yeah, they, 
pitch me this this week. I'm like, let's do this. I'm like, well, what what are we talking about? So from getaway today, they have an exclusive offer for up to $150 in bonuses from them. So um, basically what you need to do, um, it's for Walt Disney Resorts. It's It's bonus on Walt Disney Resort vacations. If you're in need of a Disney vacation, we, we have a great offer for you. For a limited time, you can get up to $150 booking bonus on a 2020 Walt Disney World vacation. Book through our partner getaway today. Um, basically, all you have to do is call 855-GETAWAY and uh, mention Walt's apartment and I'll let them know that you're looking to um, book a Disney a Walt Disney World vacation. And uh, they'll help you out. They'll save you some money. They'll get you some extra some gift cards, I believe, and some extra discounts on getaway today stuff. Getaway today is kind of cool because one thing they do is that you can actually put your trip on like a layaway. So um, uh, I'm gonna have I'm, I'm gonna have Jen on in a couple of weeks from Getaway today, and we're gonna talk about how that works. But you actually can put some money down. I guess hundred like hundred fifty dollars a person or something, and it's it's just layaway. So you're not have to pay the whole thing at one time when you could pay for it up to the time you go, which is which is a really cool idea. So check it out Getaway yeah. today at getawaytoday.com or eight five five Getaway. And mention us here at Walt's apartment and let them know that we sent you there. We'll also put a link in our uh, description about that. Like, you can click on there and uh, get to them directly as well. So thank you. Get away today. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, they'll do free quotes and yeah. they already offer really killer deals. So getting that extra $150 bonus on top of the great deals that they can put together for you is pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. They are. They're awesome. And like I said, we were talking about just doing an interview. And then she said, why don't we do something to, you know, to help your listeners out? And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. And, you know, obviously helps us out a little bit too. So if you want to go to Walt Disney World right now, let us help you out. Check them out. <laughs> yep. All right. So All right. now what what's happening in the world of Disney? Uh, this is our Disney news from our friends at thedisinsider.com. We are, and I didn't say this in the beginning, uh, the official podcast now of thedisinsider.com. Thedisinsider.com is a, uh, Website basically covers all kinds of Disney news, rumors, um, reviews. Um, I do some breakdowns of uh, attractions and the history of them. So it's just everything you could think of Disney in in one place. You can click on there and find a story, which is great. They have people kind of specializing in everything. So they have people that are specialized in Star Wars or people that are specialized in Marvel. And they just all come together. And Skylar and Derek run an awesome website there. So check out the disinsider.com. So if you'd like, Amber, Absolutely. you can take the first article there. Yeah. And I really like about the Disney insiders that it's really easy to search uh, whatever part of the Disney fandom you want to check out. They got nice right. little icons at the top. You can click right over to the star Wars stuff or whatever it is that you're interested in the Marvel latest news, mm-hmm. um, click those headings and the latest articles are right there at the top for you. So this yeah. week, Kathleen Kennedy uh, did a special interview um, and kind of put out a few little hints and a little bit of more information for the fans out there, Um, as has been her kind of, um, you know, goal and and part of her leadership of Lucasfilms has been to involve more women um, in in that side of the filmmaking, um, which I think she started doing a really good job with, but... um, she specifically mentioned wanting to do more of that, which awesome. was great to hear. Um, she gave a lot of kudos to uh, the Obi-Wan series that would be produced by Deborah Chang. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also she kind of hinted is going to be a limited series. We hadn't really heard um, anything 
specific about it as far as was this going to be just a few short episodes? Was this going to be potentially something like The Mandalorian that could grow into more? And it sounds like it's going to be a very limited series, which makes sense because it's going to be set in a time frame between things that are known in the timeline. So there's only a limited amount to work with there. So that is also rumored to start filming next month, hopefully, fingers crossed, right? If the world (laughs) doesn't... (laughs) doesn't take a couple more steps backwards again. Maybe we'll keep that momentum moving forward and get to see that. Um, And then she just mentioned again that Lucasfilms is just kind of taking a breath as far as the cinematic universe goes and really absorbing what George originally created and where they might want things to go because there's a whole vast universe of time Mm -hmm. and content out there. And they really want to make sure that they're, taking their next steps um, with films very intentionally and, you know, reaffirmed that right now it's really heavily focused on TV series on the Disney plus platform, which is great. So far that content has been amazing. So I think if they keep that up and keep, you know, really looking at keeping that congruity that kind of fell through the cracks there in our last movie showing, um, then hopefully, you know, we'll see some good stuff. So were you a fan of the last movie? Um, I was. I love all the movies. Right. Um, you know, I can't hate something I love. There are particular <laughs> pieces of that that I was not happy with, as many fans were. But I overall, think that's it's the still first Star time Wars. We actually met. Did yeah. we meet before that? Or yeah, it, I, is that, that's when we first met, isn't it? Oh, we might have met at Comic Con. Just off oh yeah, that, that, but, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, but I love all Star Wars, so it's all going to pump me up, and it's all going to be amazing. But then, you know, there are components. How mad were you when you thought Chewbacca was dead? Oh, my gosh, so mad. (laughs) (laughs) It was only for a split second, though, because I knew I had seen shots in the trailer that hadn't happened yet. So I'm like, oh, I know he survives. But in that, like, three to five seconds, I about had a heart attack. Well, I'm telling you, I remember, and I, I'm I'm new to having an Apple Watch, and I remember watching that part that happened, and I'm like, "There's no way in heck that happened." And then I look down, my watch is actually telling me to breathe. It's like <laughs> it's like saying you need to take a breathe because Chewbacca is my like my absolute favorite. So I was like, "There's no way this is happening." But yeah, I thought yeah, it was a nice way to wrap favorite. everything up. Yeah, I love Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that it for that story? That, was, that is. You, you, you yeah. touched on the Obi Wan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next story on there. Let me click down here real quick. Is that the Disney and Fo- Disney Fox executives um, and their temporary executive pay cuts? Which back when this started, um, when the pandemic started, I know right away that uh, Bob Iger, who was who's the chairman now, stepped and said he's not taking any any salary. Bob Chapek, who's the new CEO, said the same thing, and they cut everyone's pay. They you know temporarily cut all their pay because they didn't know what was coming. So. Um, in the article that the Disney Insider wrote, basically saying that, you know, finally have to start paying the people again. Obviously, it's been five months and, you know, they they are still doing a job, um, even though the theme parks have lost, you know, two billion dollars in the past couple months just op- because they're not all open yet. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, good for them that uh, things are kind of getting back to a little bit normal for them. I understand. And I'm sure you're going to have the people out there saying, oh, my God, they shouldn't be getting paid. But you know, if you're working right now, you're getting paid. So these people are working, they should be getting paid. And, and that's, that, that's how I feel. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Well, and it sounds like most of them just took pay cuts, except right. for obviously the, the CEO, you know, or the president, they, you know, 
Right. I, they make pretty decent money. Yeah, so they do just I, fine. I, I feel <laughs> bad for those artists um, and people that are laid off. Basically. And the ones that still aren't working right now. So yeah. So I mean, it's you know, I could see both sides of that coin a little bit, but I do think that potentially this is one of those um, signs, perhaps that the world may slowly be clawing itself back to a level of normality. Yeah, I and think it's, it's slowly, yeah. Yeah, and so maybe they're now starting on that back end production for some of the future things. So right, that'd be a good sign. I know they're they're talking about you know a lot of um, I don't I think WandaVision is done or what or you know so some of those guys have been coming back to work. WandaVision's uh, was finished. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I believe, is going to resume here soon. Uh, Skyler's talked on his podcast and on his uh, Disney Insider Lives that. I believe September is the target date for them to start back up a Little Mermaid. Um, obviously, Mulan is coming out next month, which is going to be a huge uh, shot in the arm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, they're not going to make what they thought they're going to make, but they're going to make some money on that, obviously, for sure. We were talking today at the at the park, and we were saying that you know there's 62 million um, right now, I believe, uh, Dis- Disney Plus subscribers. If half of them were to order the Mulan, you know. I think quick math is like, it's about a billion dollars, you know? So, and we definitely, I know, like we said today, you know, I'll be there. David said he'd be there. Amber said she'll yeah. be there paying for it because we want to yeah. see it. That's how we have to see it and save money. Okay. Well, I'm fine with that. I kind of like your idea of actually going to your, in your backyard and some projector and having your nieces and nephews over. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. And right now I think we're so desperate for something new, right? Right. That- I mean, let's do it. Let's make it a, a small family get together. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. So last story we have here is um, the right stuff on National Geographic channel on uh, Disney plus uh, dropped their trailer and a poster. Um, let me bring up the story here real quick. And um, yeah, and you, so said, you, you said, go ahead. I didn't realize that it was, I'd seen it kind of pop up on Disney plus. I didn't realize it was national geographic, which means yeah. it really has a more, um, factual look at what happened with uh, the early space program around the Mercury seven, I believe was the name of the first astronaut ship. Yeah. So kind of cool. 1959 based. Yeah. Produced by national geographic um, by Leonardo DiCaprio's Apian way and Warner brothers television. So yeah, it'd be cool. I don't. I wasn't alive at that time, and I know you weren't. So, but I mean, yeah. I followed. I followed the history. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there was a movie I believe in the in the 80s called The Right Stuff, and so I don't know if it's kind of based on that or not. But so yeah, takes I mean, clear, it looks clear, interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward. to I like space movies like Armageddon and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Apollo 13. Those poor people. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is kind of what's happening with news. Not a lot of Disney news out there this week. Um, I'm going to touch on another article that from the Disney Insider in our little park segment tonight. But mm-hmm. I kind of want to do something different. I thought we were going to have more of the hosts on tonight, but um, Tim couldn't make it. Andy couldn't make it. <clears throat> David will be back with us, hopefully. We're hoping in uh, mid, mid-September mid we were talking today. So um, we're definitely looking forward to having him come back and, and dive into the Marvel world, which um, he's the you know the man at it. So we're looking forward to that. But I wanted to play a little game of uh stay or go basically <laughs> gonna get we're gonna talk about two things one should stay one should go i did these with my kids today and um they had very they were very opinionated on all of these so um <laughs> these are hard for me, me. so black uh, and I, white i gave you so i gave hard. you a couple 
<laughs> one of them was very one of them was very easy for me. A couple oh. of them are very easy for me. So yeah. um oh you did put it on there what we were talking about. That's funny. Yeah. You, did you put that on there? I did, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. As you we okay. were talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first first one. One has to stay, one has to go. I'll go first because I know you're gonna have more thoughts on this than me. Yeah. Um first one to stay or go is R2 D2 or C three PO. Mm-hmm. And me and my kids were talking earlier today, and I said that C-3PO needs to stay because oh. he, because my kids and my son Brady, he says, well, think about how many times that C-3PO got them out of trouble because he could speak to the other people and, t- and communicate with them. And then my other daughter said, but R2-D2, you know, saved them in Star Wars when he, you know, fixed the ship. And so, I mean, you can go back and forth both, but I had to pick one. So I picked C-3PO. So Amber, who do you pick? Who stays? Who goes? R2-D2 or C-3PO? Oh, I'm definitely in the R2-D2 camp. Uh, He's been kind of the unsung hero for me in all nine of the movies. Like, he always seems to come through just when you need whatever that is, whether it's the map to find Luke Skywalker or he gets the elevators to operate at just the right moment when they're going to save Palpatine. Like, there's just all of these little moments where if it wasn't for R2, like, what would have happened? Right. You know, no, 3PO played by an amazing actor who, I mean, you cannot help but appreciate the weirdness and the, oh, yeah. the know-it-allness of C-3PO's character. But The only actor to be in all the movies, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Daniels was the only one to be in all of, all of the movies, I believe. I think I'm right about that. I think I heard saw something about that. So you say R2, I say three C three C three PO. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Um yeah, next next fine. one. Next one, uh, one has to stay, one has to go. Um I'll let you go first as this time. Uh Coco or up? So I have to confess I've never actually seen all of Coco. <laughs> okay. Um, fell asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, um, I have to choose up. I found up to be so endearing. Right. Um, so much about that movie made me cry. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just really good. So, I mean, I, I get the concept of Coco and I, I think I understand the storyline. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't actually seen it. So I have to, I have to vote on the upside. Do you know how it ended? No, Coco? Yeah. Nope. No idea. Okay. Well, you talk about a sad ending and 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 how it changed your your thought process. Because if I would have only seen part of part of Coco, I would have said the same thing. You have to watch the the, the very end of Coco is probably some of the best tear jerking, so like emotional. Like seriously, just watch it, and then we'll talk about it another time. But it's so good. The very end of that movie is so good. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but um, okay. yeah, it's really good. All right. So yeah. I, I take it that you're. Uh... You're on the Coco. I loved up. It was so good. But Coco and I think the end of that movie, actually, you know, the, the kind of twist at the end. And I'm not going to bl- blow anything for you. But, you know, just a few things that happened at the end that movie, like, well, this was really good. And just the, yeah, the ending, you'll know what I'm talking about when you watch it. So Coco, definitely right. for me. I'll give it another whirl. All right. Just start in the middle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> This one, this one for me is easy, no brainer. Um, most people, um, I know that this podcast in the past was basically was based on being just a kind of a West Coast, um, a West Coast podcast. Um, 
my my goal for this is to branch out and basically cover all the parks more and, and and cover the East Coast as well a lot more. And I have some some plans to get some people involved on the East Coast as well. But um, one has to stay, one has to go. Um, you have Disneyland and you have Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. You can't go to one ever again, but you can go to one all you want. So you go ahead and go first and tell me what you think. Well, I've never been to Walt Disney World. All right, so, that was easy. again, that <laughs> firmly firmly puts me in the Disneyland camp. I mean, I haven't oh, really done enough research to even know. You know, I, I understand Walt Disney World's bigger. Yeah. More stuff. But, yeah. I mean, how can you argue against the original? You can't. Um, yeah. Um, bigger is not always better. I'm not saying I, that I don't like Disney World. I've I've been to both. Um, well, I've only been to Disney World once. I may not have given it a fair shake. I was it was a long time ago, but I liked it. It was fun. It is different because it is so. I mean, you walk down Main Street, it's a lot wider. You go out, you know, into the hub right there, and it's just so much bigger, which is very very cool. But like you said, you can't argue with the original. Walt Disney created Disneyland. Um, huge Walt Disney fan. If you don't know, it's called Walt's apartment for, you know, so, I mean, that's why that's how big, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Disneyland for me by far is it's a no brainer. I put that up against any of the parks. So that that's just yeah. my opinion. Do you find that people that live on the East coast tend to choose Walt Disney world? Cause that's kind of their home camp. Like we yep, would on the West the, coast. Yeah. It's the same, the same kind of thing. A lot of people like the idea because if you go to Disney World, you're there for. I mean, you can it, you can make it a ten day because there's four there's four different parks, oh. you know. So I mean, there's Animal Kingdom and Epcot and and uh, Magic Kingdom and uh, Hollywood Studios and everything that's in Disneyland is like spread out to all those parks there, you know. So oh. like Rise the Rise of the Resistance is in Hollywood Studios there, uh-huh. so it, it gives you that you you have to go to other places, but. So Just it's like hit. California Adventure and Disneyland for us, but Walt Disney right. World has two extra. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But like I said, um, you don't mess with history. You you walk down the streets in, in Main Street at Disneyland, and it's just if you know the history, like I I I've researched Walt Disney so much, and you know what you know why what the names are up in the windows, and you know about you know about the wall that's down down one of the streets there that has two separate kinds of bricks because. When they were building the park, he was trying to figure out what the best texture was, and it wound up staying when they when oh. they you know when they brought the park out. So, yeah. Disneyland for both of us, no yep. brainer. Yep. Next one here, I know we're split on. So Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you guys know me, you know I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan. Um, I'm I'm getting better at it and learning more about it. Um, thanks to Chris and David, they've uh, when they did the Marvel Tribe, they. Uh, they taught me a lot because I recorded that show why they why they would do it and just the stuff to learn on there that they, that they knew and their their knowledge was just it just blew my mind every single time. But um, next one, one has to stay, one has to go. Captain Marvel or Scarlet Witch? Yeah, we know who your favorite is. <laughs> yes, we all know who my favorite is. So it wouldn't matter who was up against Scarlet Witch. That would I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real no. I'm a really big Iron Man fan, and I was thinking about doing two that I wouldn't wouldn't be what you know wouldn't be sure about. I love Iron Man. I love the whole idea of Tony Stark and the yeah, just his his attitude and the way he carries himself, and you know. But the Scarlet Witch, she's pretty cool. I mean, she's yeah, I do like her because it's Elizabeth Olsen, and she's cool along those lines. But I would pick Scarlet Witch because. From what I learned after watching Endgame was that if it would have continued when she stopped Thanos and was, you know, basically destroying him, 
that she could have that she could have she was actually in the process of of taking him apart and he had to basically you know rain fire i just watched this the other day i love that movie where he you know rain, you know rain fire and make everything come down because he had no other options and they, they were there's people like don't even do that you can't do that because but she was she was dismantling him and yeah. i think kevin feige said after the fact that she actually could yeah. you know but i so that's my choice scarlet witch obviously so go ahead yeah i think that's very difficult the two of them because they're they're very powerful right um heroes so captain marvel versus scarlet witch I mean, I love Captain Marvel's origin story, oh, especially yeah. the great the, movie. The vibe of that film, yep. I think uh, Brie Larson it's did right, a great job. With it's the right character. in our age category. It's right in our exactly. age category. Exactly so the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, this is great. So yeah, so I just gravitated toward her character. Um, yeah. I love Scarlet Witch again. Super powerful, right. great kind of powers and. Um, you know, her story as well with her brother and that whole bit, it, it's a very difficult choice, but Captain Marvel definitely has resonated with me on a different right. level that, um, and I love that, that, uh, you know, she got to have her, the first female Marvel movie oh, absolutely. lead and all of that. So, and her transformation of like, uh, yeah. Oh, she's Just bad. Her. She's, she's yeah. great. And that's kind of what, I mean, when we started, when I when I started the decast, when I started with the decast with Chris and Andy back in in 2019, you know that was our first thing. Um, they were going to have Infinity War and Captain Marvel were coming out, but the first movie we all went and saw together was Captain Marvel, and it kind of got me into the whole. I I'd seen Iron Man, all the Iron Man movies, and that's kind of all I knew. You know, I didn't know what Civil War, kind of what it really meant, and all that stuff, and what oh. it was about. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, this past year, this past year and a half, I've. I learned so much, but Captain Marvel is such a, like you said, it's our generation basically from the nineties. We're both, I mean, I, I'm in my forties, you know, so I'm in my late forties. So, I mean, I'm the nineties. That's, that's all. I loved it. So yeah. Yeah. Scarlet great. Witch for me because she's, she's awesome. I actually, if you look back, I'm not sure what episode it was. It was one of the Marvel tribe episodes that they did. Um, yeah. They actually, they actually did a comparison of, of uh, Scarlet Witch versus if they were to get in a fight. Of Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch versus uh, Captain Marvel, and Chris was convinced that um, that Scarlet Witch could beat Captain Marvel if it was a straight up. It, it, but if it was a straight up, I think he said like a brawl kind of deal, or if Scarlet Witch got shot or something, she would die. But if it was a power versus power, that uh-huh. she she would win. So, wow. So we're split right. on that one, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've been to, you've been to Disneyland, right? Yes. Okay. This next one was the hardest one for me and my kids. We were talking today. Um, pirates, one can stay, one can go. We've done this before on the decast, but uh, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion? One stays, one goes. Go ahead and go first. Mm-hmm. Well, I have very distinct memories of Pirates, and I don't have very distinct childhood memories of Haunted Mansion. Okay. So for me, I'd have to go with the Pirates. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I would say the same thing. The reason I would say... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean is because it was the last ride that uh, Walt Disney worked on him himself before he passed away. It, it wasn't finished when he when he passed away. Oh, but it was the last thing. It was his last creation. It was his last idea. Um, when we get rolling with this show more, I want to do um, more in depth breakdowns of some of the rides and the story of the Pirates of the Caribbean is pretty cool about how it came about and you know 
why it has two huge drops in it and what you know why you're 70 feet underground there's there's reasons that it has to be so but uh we'll talk about that in another day so we both picked pirates over the haunted mansion kind of a no-brainer haunted mansion's great i didn't want to do the haunted mansion versus the two but my wife said she said just do that you gotta have kind of a talking point but David was here. I think he picked the Haunted Mansion because he can never go on it. So Yeah, it's like the elusive uh, white <laughs> rabbit for him. <laughs> so last one here. Go ahead and uh, give us this yeah. one. So I wanted to throw in another Star Wars one as we were talking. And I was like, okay, so what if the Death Star had to blow up another planet? Um, and we'll do a throwback to an old one and then like a new beloved planet. So Endor versus right. Jakku. Oof. I'll go first because I'm sure you have a better answer than I do. I, I, um, I will pick indoor. And the reason is, is because, um, in the eighties, when I got to see return of the Jedi, I got to walk down the street, you know, I got, I got perfect attendance in the fifth grade and got to walk down the street and, you know, go to the movie theater and watch, watch, um, return of the Jedi. So I absolutely love that movie. And I wanted to be Han Solo and, I was gonna write it. I was gonna write a new play and be Han Solo. And I, my girlfriend <laughs> at the time was she was gonna be Princess Leia. And we we're gonna do this whole new thing. And yeah, absolutely love Andor. I that movie's Sweet. cute too. It's it's filmed in California where I'm from, and um, yeah, Ewoks are cool. So yeah, Ewoks all the way. So yeah, Andor. <laughs> I mean, who can blow up the Ewoks? It's just not gonna happen. Right. So no. We yeah. Pick one to stay or go. It's definitely got to be Jakku. But Jakku's got some redeeming points, especially when you get into you know the books and the comics. There's a lot of backstory to Jakku, and you know I wouldn't want any other planet blown up. But Endor uh, has special childhood memories oh, for absolutely. me from the Caravan of Courage as a little girl and seeing that little girl in that movie go through the adventures mm-hmm. uh, with with the Ewoks on Endor. So, yeah, and it definitely feels very Oregon. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any 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 kind of tales or news from the cantina this week for Star Wars news? Or I don't. The big thing was Kathleen Kennedy's interview, which we yeah. kind of already went through. Um, I think maybe we've talked about most of the other things. Star Wars has been pretty quiet uh, for the last month or so. So I hope that um, September we start ramping up. I would hope that fairly soon we're going to see a Mandalorian season two trailer. It was supposed to be the other night during the Laker game. I'd heard that it was, it was supposed to be, I think, uh, Thursday night. I saw someone say something that I look for the new trailer. And then there was something I saw on YouTube that saying, why didn't it come out? And I didn't actually watch the art, the, sto- the story, but it was. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because obviously when that starts in October, we're going to have so much to talk about with with Star Wars, which I can't wait for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in the fall, we also get a lot of um, Star Wars novel content. So mm-hmm. um, do you yeah. read a lot so of I, stuff, too? I do. Yeah, I'm a big okay. book nerd. So I'm looking forward to some of those. Right on. Yeah. So we will go on to our last thing. Just, just a little tiny bit of park news. Um Biggest news that came out from the Disney Sire this week was that um, when uh, back in March, when the parks closed uh, in July, in the mid July, and uh, DCA uh, Avengers Campus was supposed to um, was supposed to open. I think July eighteenth or so, or twenty sixth or something like that. But it was supposed to open, yeah. but um, everything got shut down. Obviously, so the biggest news that that came out this week is that the Quinjet itself is actually has actually been placed on top of. The Avengers building in uh, and down and at the Avengers campus, 
Uh, check out check out the story. It's it's not it's not the same Quinjet that's from the movies. I guess I saw something that's a little bit different, uh, different uh, style of it or different. Um, but there's some cool pictures of Josh Diamero, who's the new head of the parks, uh, posted. You see these pictures? Yeah, pretty awesome. The, yeah. I think it's cool to how this land's going to come out. I mean, looking at this one picture, there's a picture of the three the three guys with their arms crossed, and in the background is the crane holding the the quinge on top of the building, mm-hmm. and then over their shoulder is a Mission Breakout, which I think it's a really cool picture. I love how Mission Breakout is going to be like the not focal point, but it's always going to be present in in DCA. So I'm, I'm really I mean in a Avengers campus, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that was another that thing that? that we were uh, hoping to to hit this week when we were at Disneyland was spend a day or at least oh, half a day. Right. That's right. You're supposed some to be of the California adventure stuff. Yeah. And I have never been to, um, uh, why am I California adventure? California adventure. You never have. So, never. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was another, like, you know, galaxy's edge and you know, oh, this yeah. was going to be a week of, you know, dream of a lifetime adventure. <sighs> that that got canceled for me. So yeah, today was going to be our first day at Disneyland. Oh man. Um, and then we were going to spend three days total. So of course a day in galaxy's edge, oh, a yeah. day to do whatever we wanted. Um, and then a day where we at least try to hit some of the stuff in California adventure. And then we were going to have a day off to just do whatever. And then celebration was supposed to be Thursday through Sunday. Um, and, uh, I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm feeling the pain right now. <laughs> I'm hoping that Lucas films are, you know, they use this time that would have been celebration to release some kind of cool content. Maybe, maybe right. the trailer, maybe some future news. So I'm, my fingers are crossed. We get some, well, we need that. We need Star that Wars trailer. News. I mean, the, we need yeah. that trailer. It's, it's coming out. I mean, it's coming out what, October, right? Yeah. It's like right so around the corner. We got to have another trailer, Disney. Come on, let's go. Yeah. So with that being said, we're going to wrap up this week at Walt's apartment. And um, Amber, where can we find you on your social media platform situation? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Amber Atin Cosplay. All right. And you can find me at Big Papa Disney at, at uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, if you want to get in touch with us here, you can reach out to us on a few different places. Um on Instagram, we are actually keeping both uh, Instagram accounts available right now. So um, since we took over the Decast, um, there is off, obviously the Decast podcast, which um, is our is our mothership, basically produces the show for us and puts it out. Um, and then uh, Walt's Apartment podcast is the other one on Instagram. Um, we're posting fun stuff on there, different pictures every day. Tim is in charge of all that stuff. Um, we do have a Facebook page. It's all... Walt's Apartment of Disney Podcast. Uh, just take a search for it. Like it. Oh, I did not mention in the beginning of this episode, starting next week, um, we are going to be doing live streams on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. So we'll do a live stream. on. Uh, it'll be put on Facebook, on um, the Walt's Apartment Facebook page, and also the uh, Diz Insider uh, Facebook group and uh, Facebook page as well. So we'll be posting on there so you can, uh, we can interact with the listeners, get some feedback from them, which uh, we did that before. And it, it got re- people really liked it and enjoyed kind of talking to us while we did our stuff. And we enjoyed it too. It was kind of nice to see each other because we can't see each other at all. So yeah, exactly. Amber, thank, you, thank you so much for being on with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And from all of us here at the, at Walt's apartment, we just want to say, we hope you enjoyed the view. Good night. Good night.